Support for Speaking of Travel comes from Asheville Regional Airport, Western North Carolina's gateway to the world. Your safety when traveling to and from Asheville is and always will be our top priority. Visit flyavl.com for all your current travel information. Prestige Subaru, offering a variety of new and pre-owned all-wheel drive Subarus, built with a zero landfill promise. All waste is recycled or reused with more at PrestigeSubaru.com. Asheville Rooftop Bar Tours, an award-winning tour showcasing Asheville's spectacular rooftop views and fascinating city history. Enjoy handcrafted drinks and delicious food with reserved seating and transportation included. Visit AshevilleRooftopBarTours.com and by RomanticAsheville.com. Create your perfect vacation in the land of the sky with the region's most popular online travel guide. Plan your next getaway to Asheville and the North Carolina Blue Ridge Mountains by visiting RomanticAsheville.com. Welcome to Speaking of Travel with Marilyn Ball. Sit back and be carried away to places around the world and right here in our own backyard. No passport required. Hi, this is Marilyn Ball. Welcome to Speaking of Travel right here on iHeartRadio 570 WWNC. And remember, you can always listen to this episode of Speaking of Travel or any past episode with a simple click on the Speaking of Travel website, that's speakingoftravel.net, and on all your favorite podcast platforms, including the iHeartRadio app, Buzzsprout, Pandora, and Amazon. And be sure when you visit speakingoftravel.net to sign up for the Travel Club. You'll receive travel news, helpful tips, and links to stories from around the world about people who preserve the memory of those whose influence and accomplishments changed history in a number of different ways. My guest today tells such a story in her moving account of the short but brilliant life of her husband, Michael Chowdhury. Linda Chowdhury may only reluctantly admit it, but she might be equally as adventurous as her late husband. Her book, Mm -hmm. No Man's Son, A Flight from Obscurity to Fame, is a memoir about her immigrant entrepreneur husband who came to this country with just about nothing and through hard work and an undaunted spirit started several aviation companies, including the highly successful Atlas Air Cargo, which is still running strong today. And welcome to Speaking of Travel, Linda. Thank you so much for being here today. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm happy to be here. Well, Linda, when I heard about your book, about your husband, I was really just so moved. And I really would be remiss if I didn't say that the book and his story is so inspiring. And you inspire me just by virtue that you wrote his memoir. Give us a little backstory on how this all came to be for you. I would tell part of my husband Michael's story to different friends and acquaintances. And for many years, those who were listening said, oh, you should write a book. And I just wasn't inspired to do that until 2017 when a dear friend said, this is it. You've got to write a book. And we began the process. 
It took three years to write the book. It was a wonderful project for me. I learned more about Michael's life. We interviewed about 25 people for the story. And I learned more about him and his business life. So it was great for me because it was a real eye-opener. And as the book went along, it just became a very good process and a very personal process. And I feel like the the story itself is really interesting and exciting. And I am so happy to have shared it. Well, Linda, let me ask you a little bit about Michael. He was an immigrant. Tell us about where he came from and, and a little about his backstory. He lived and was born and lived in Pakistan until he was 16 years old. At that time, he left the country. He had never been on a plane before. He got on a plane by himself, flew to England, where he knew one person in London. He was in England for several years doing whatever he could to make a living and try to get into the aviation business, which was just impossible for him. His dream was to come to the to the United States, which he went ahead and did in 1986. From there, he, he was on the East Coast with some relatives, but he didn't stay there long. He went on to the University of Minnesota in Crookston, Minnesota, where he began a, his schooling of studying aviation business. While he was there, he ran out of money and had to do many, many odd jobs just to stay in school. One of his jobs was to fly Indians from reservations to the Mayo Clinic in Rochester. He curried, he curried Indians and he gave flight lessons to farmers in North and South Dakota. And he eventually ended up uh, connecting with a couple of fellows who had fixed based operations. That was a small commuter airline in North Dakota and Fort Collins, Colorado, which brought him to Fort Collins, and that's where we met. Wow, that is quite a an epic journey right there to go from Pakistan during a time, I'm sure that there was, as there is today, just a lot of unrest around immigration and people coming into this country from other parts of the world, and him being able to persevere and and follow this dream of aviation because it sounds like that was something that really sparked him and gave him that kind of inertia to keep going when you met him had he formulated some kind of vision of what he wanted to do with his future when i met michael he had just purchased his first business it was airlink a small commuter that ferried passengers and pilots from Fort Collins to Denver Stapleton Airport. I sold him a phone system for that business. And just through that process, we got to know each other. I did ask him what his vision was, and it was to make a difference in his industry. And at 26, that's a very lofty ambition for someone to express. I was so impressed. And as I knew him through the years, that's exactly what he did. That is very, very inspiring right there, Linda. I'm telling you, because 
knowing a lot of 26 year olds having that kind of determination and and dream and vision is uh is definitely unique so how did you work together uh as he was moving forward to make that dream come true for him we were side by side throughout all the ups and downs the little commuter airline eventually went under he did not declare bankruptcy he came out of it with some assets that allowed him to start his next business we married in 1983, and from that time on, I was his support system, his confidant, and the person that he would come to. I had good intuition about people, and we always discussed those who he was becoming involved with. So I was uh, his real support system, and that remained true throughout our lives together. Wow. Well, I know that I read a little passage of an interview that that you had done uh, where you were talking about writing in the book that this major theme that runs throughout scripture is speak truth in love and that that was a principal guidepost as you worked on the book. And it sounds like it was really a principal guidepost as you lived your life with Michael. It was. We, we really held each other accountable to that standard. And it just allowed for us to go through lots of good and bad experiences, to learn from them and to speak truthfully to each other. But never forget that the main principle there was to speak truth in love, as you said. And that allowed us to go through a lot of different experiences together and hold our marriage together. Uh, we respected each other, and I believed thoroughly in him, and he knew I was by his side no matter what. Linda, this is such a wonderful story, and when we come back from the break, I want to talk more about Michael and his uh, his journey from Pakistan to what it was like for him when he was here, really just putting his feet down and pulling his bootstraps up. How can we get a copy of this book, Linda? It's available on Amazon and uh, it sells for fifteen ninety five. I would encourage those who are interested to get a purchase to purchase it and give it a read. It's a wonderful story. Well, when we come back, I want to I want to find out more about this story, dive a little bit deeper, and and really find out how somebody from uh, facing a lot of odds can really make it and make it big. So, Linda, thank you so much for being on Speaking of Travel. I'll look forward to to hearing more when we come back. Thank you, Marilyn. This is Marilyn Ball. You're listening to Speaking of Travel. I'm here today with Linda Chowdhury. We're talking about her book, No Man's Son, A Flight from Obscurity to Fame. We'll be right back. Asheville, North Carolina is the place to be this summer, and a rooftop bar tour tops the list of things to do. Join Asheville Rooftop Bar Tours as they share the best Asheville has to offer on a three-hour, three-rooftop bar tour experience. You'll enjoy spectacular views, sample cocktails, reserve seating, city history, including transportation, and more. 
daily tours happening now. To learn more, visit AshevilleRooftopBarTours.com. Fly me to the moon, let me play among the stars, and let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars. Welcome back to Speaking of Travel. I'm your host, Marilyn Ball, and I'm here today with Linda Chowdhury, and she is talking with us about her book, No Man's Son, A Flight from Obscurity to Fame. And Linda, it is really wonderful to have you here on Speaking of Travel today, and I do want to just mention, you were talking to us from the other side of the country. Give us a little uh, geography uh, lesson of where you're, where you're talking from. I'm actually in the San Juan Islands, uh, just outside of Seattle. It's, uh, I live in Friday Harbor, Washington, which, as the name says, is a small harbor town on the island of San Juan. I moved here in 2018 to be closer to one of my daughters, and I live in a wonderful little small town. The community has been so welcoming, and I've gotten to know people even through COVID, so it, I'm just having a great experience here. I've never lived in a small town, and I love the vibe here. Well, I would love it as well. In fact, I did a little Google search so I could see where you were, where you are, where you live, and I can tell you it looks like paradise over there. And thank you for getting up early and talking to us about your husband, Michael, and his story. And you know, with everything that's happening in the world right now, Linda, I, I just want to talk a little more about Michael's journey from Pakistan. Did he talk to you about that much when, when you were together, about what it was like for him to leave his country? Oh, yes. We we talked lots about it. And uh, I will say that during that time, I think it had to do with the difference in an attitude towards immigrants. And his larger-than-life personality, he personally did not experience a lot of racial um, tensions and discrimination. But I think that really had to do mostly with who he was. And he just, in his lifetime, he rose above that. Uh, I never saw him struggle with it. I never saw other people treat him poorly. So he had a really good experience here. Well, he definitely has a true American success story. There's no doubt about it. And I'm sure that his personality and creativity really helped to propel that success. And, you know, I also want to just go back to you were talking about what he was doing as far as flying under this government contract to uh, move Native Americans from the reservations in the Midwest to the Mayo Clinic. That must have been just such a rewarding part of his career. Oh, it was. And he flew through. He landed on gravel runways at night, picking up um, Native Americans who had been injured in one way or another or had become really ill and flew them to the clinic. He he really loved that work. Uh, a primary focus for him was just learning to fly in more and more different conditions, and that's what he really experienced in um, currying the Native Americans back and forth. And then how did he come to, he, it sounds like he is 
truly a bootstrap entrepreneur, somebody who uh, tries this and it works or it doesn't work, but he keeps on going and keeps on trying it. How did he finally get to the Atlas portion of the program? He went through three businesses that had ups and downs, different heights and and depths of success. Uh, Finally, he was, uh, he had an aircraft leasing company. And in the early 90s, airlines began to really struggle and they began returning their leased planes to Michael's company. He was able to work with the banks and take in all these aircraft without losing the business. But finally, Pan American wanted to return a 747. And that was the plane that he was not going to be able to absorb. That was going to put him into bankruptcy. During this time, he'd been forging a relationship with the VP of cargo at, um, at China Air. Through that relationship, he turned that last 747 into a cargo airline, and he did lease it to the airline. They began flying cargo, and that was the birth of his business. His business was what you call ACMI. That was aircraft, crew, mechanical, and insurance. That's what he would provide to the customers who were his airlines all over the world. He must have had so much fun doing that. It just sounds like such a perfect opportunity to incorporate everything that he that he loved to do all in one all in one business. It was fun for him. Of course it had its stresses, but it it was a lot of fun. He loved meeting people from all over the world and forging relationships. He was so good with people and he truly loved people. He cared about Not only the person he was dealing with, but their families. And he made so many good friends around the world throughout the time that he was the founder and CEO of Atlas. So, Linda, give us an idea of what it was like for you emotionally to relive your life with Michael and then relive his death in a plane accident, of all things, How did that emotionally work for you as you were writing this book? You know, mostly it was pure joy. I just remembered our life together, which was so exciting. He opened my horizons like I never thought would happen. I just admired and respected and loved him so much. I was behind him all the way. And I have good memories of that. I feel like I was a good partner in marriage, and I remembered many, many of those experiences that we had together. I will say that I have a reminder every day of Michael, which is just a joy for me. In Friday Harbor, there is a small airport, and I live under the flight point, the flight path of the small planes going in and out. And he loved small planes and small airports. So that's a great reminder for me every day. Well, that just warms my heart. It's like he's right there with you every day. And that's just such a beautiful thing. Linda, I'm just, you know, this really warms my heart because people come in and out of our lives. We don't know why, but they do. And they They change our worlds for the better, and it sounds like Michael did just that for you and your family. 
Absolutely, he did. It was just a wonderful experience for all of us. He was such an important character in our lives. And of course, when we lost him, it was tragic. It was so sudden and we weren't prepared. But he had given us 20 years of an absolutely beautiful life. And tell us again, Linda, how we can get copies of the book so that we can read it and feel our connection and our closeness with Michael. It can be ordered on Amazon very easily. It's fifteen ninety five, and I just encourage your listeners to give it a read. I think they'll enjoy it. Well, Linda, thank you so much for sharing part of your life and Michael's life with us and uh, for getting up so early and being here on Speaking of Travel today. It's really been a pleasure, and I can't wait to continue reading the book. And I just feel such a connection to you and Michael, and I want to thank you again for being with us today. You're most welcome. Thank you for having me. Well, thank you again, Linda. And, you know, as we get out and begin traveling again, pay attention to your vacation destinations and look for the ones that are oriented around sustainability and education and plan ahead to know what safety measures are in place to keep you and your loved ones healthy. Coming up next is Mark Collins, Partnerships Manager for RomanticAsheville.com, the premier platform for planning your next getaway to the beautiful mountains of Western North Carolina. Mark and his team built strategic tourism partnerships to combine responsibility, sustainability, and safety into one coherent voice, which really helps foster unifying conservation and sustainable travel. So stay tuned. It's summertime in Subieville, which means it's time for adventure here in western North Carolina. Or more aptly, time to get outdoors and outgoing down a road less traveled. When the going gets tough, the tough get going. And off the beaten path, nothing says tough like the tried and true reliability of an all-wheel drive Subaru. There's a reason why 97% of Subarus sold in the last 10 years are still on the road today and ready for the next adventure. Discover the beauty of all-wheel drive at Prestige Subaru, 585 Tunnel Road, Nashville, or visit us online at PrestigeSubaru.com. Summertime is the perfect time to get out and explore North Carolina's Blue Ridge Mountains. Create your perfect vacation or staycation in the land of the sky with the region's most popular online travel guide. Not just for couples, RomanticAsheville.com Travel Guide covers a nearly 100-mile radius in and around Asheville, North Carolina. With idyllic weather, beautiful scenery, and a variety of safe and memorable adventures. Western North Carolina is the place to be. Visit RomanticAsheville.com today. Fly me to the moon. Let me play among the stars. And let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars. In other words, welcome back to Speaking of Travel. I'm your host, Marilyn Ball. So, I've been called a tree hugger, an eco nut, a nature lover, and an environmentalist. And I have to confess, these are all true. Ever since the first Earth Day back in 1970, I've made it my mission to be part of the modern environmental movement. 
Today, we all have the potential to improve the social, cultural, and economic well-being of travel destinations and local communities. If we raise awareness of natural environments of local communities, then we do our part to create a support network for them. If we bring awareness to vacation destinations that are oriented around sustainability and education, we all do our part to create more aware global citizens. My guest today is Mark Collins, Partnerships Manager for RomanticAsheville.com. RomanticAsheville.com builds strategic partnerships and combines responsibility, sustainability, and safety into one coherent voice to provide greater strength and unity and leverage results, which helps foster unifying conservation and sustainable travel. And Mark, it is so great to have you here on Speaking of Travel. Thank you so much for being with us. Thank you, Marilyn. It's such a pleasure to be with you. I appreciate the invitation and an opportunity to talk about something that's essential to the mission of RomanticAsheville.com and frankly, anyone who's inviting visitors to our beautiful, beautiful area. There's a huge responsibility that comes with a website that has been around for 18 years. We're very proud of the fact that we predate Facebook, but that responsibility to curate something that is current and up-to-date and topical for all of our readers as they plan travel to Western North Carolina, it's essential. It's also a full-time job to ensure our hundreds of partners are current, to ensure those visiting Western North Carolina have everything they need at their fingertips to really enrich their experience here. Well, that's certainly what makes Western North Carolina so special and so unique. We have some of the most unique natural resources and all the partners who are associated with Romantic Asheville are on that page of wanting to be leaders in sustainability and in ecotourism and ensuring that people have an educational opportunity to learn how to be more mindful travelers. And I think we set, we set the tone here in Western North Carolina. When someone comes to RomanticAsheville.com as a potential partner, give us a little bit of an idea of what that looks like from your point of view as the partnerships manager in looking at the whole picture of what they bring to our table. That is such a great question and uh, an interesting viewpoint. So when a reader comes to RomanticAsheville.com, they are planning a trip to our area. And what is essential for us is to make sure everything is current with, if we were talking about the pandemic, to ensure all the health regulations are there and up to date, something that is a monumental task and we've been doing since the beginning of the pandemic. And as it carries through, we continue that. And that is essential. But in a non-pandemic time, there are other safety protocols that are so necessary for people to understand. And as we go from responsibility and tie it into safety, that the safety measures that are found on our website are things like, how do you deal with the wildlife here? What are important bear facts? 
Oh, one so essential, the be waterfall wise facts. What are the local conditions for water? And as uh, I look out the window and I see the rain coming down, that's so essential because it will raise all our rivers and it will make our little creeks like roaring, roaring Niagara Falls right now. And it's important that people have that safety measure and they know that as beautiful as our landscape is, it can also be treacherous Uh, in hiking and hiking tips and just always educating people on the safety. We want people to come and enjoy and we want them to come back. We want them to have the best experience possible. And by providing that experience, we're tying in responsibility, sustainability, and safety. And it sounds like you really have so much collaboration going on, which is something that I respect and admire about this platform is the leveraging that is available for your partners to be able to be a part of something that is preserving this amazing abundance of nature for future generations like Southern Appalachian Highlands Conservancy and Riverlink and the Blue Ridge National Heritage Area. There are so many that uh, are essential to your mission and that is so important now as we move forward in these uncertain times. Yes, absolutely. And you sew this up and bring it right to sustainability, which is a kingpin in in everything that we're speaking about. Sustainability is so important. And it bears the question, how much is too much? Encouraging travel is truly a double-edged sword. We want to invite people to visit this beautiful, extraordinary place because it's that's exactly what it is. It's so beautiful here. Who It's just very natural that you would want to share that and bring people here to see it. Then the question is, how sustainable is it bringing all the people here? That's where the those essential partnerships with people like Southern Appalachian Highlands Conservancy and River Links and uh, the Blue Ridge Heritage Trail, amongst so many other conservation groups that we deal with. We're all about education and we want people to come and we want to make sure they understand that as they come and they leave, they leave it as they found it and they leave nothing behind. And that national initiative of leave no trace is just so vital. It's so vital for the sustainability of Western North Carolina. We are very quick to point out areas that are perhaps receiving too many people and point other areas out that will give you the same experience without harming the environment and encouraging and educating people to stay on trails, not create new trails, to make sure whatever you take in, you take out. Also essential, just so essential. If we don't all work toward that's sustaining our very best assets, it'll disappear. It'll disappear in a blink of an eye. And um, that sustainability and safety are tied right into responsibility. Well, Mark, I am just 
always in awe of the information that comes through romanticashville.com. It's easy to get to that platform, romanticashville.com. It's not just for romance. It's for, like you said, education, sustainability, uh, safety and health, and really protecting and preserving this beautiful, beautiful part of, of our world right here in Western North Carolina. So, I can't thank you enough for sharing with us and being here and and having RomanticAsheville.com being a part of Speaking of Travel. We make a good team. We do indeed, Marilyn. And thank you. Thank you for your time. And thank you for the outreach that you provide to push the message that what we have now is precious and we need to save it for generations to come. And you're right at the forefront of doing that. And I I'm aligned with everything you have to say. Well, Mark, thank you so much. And I look forward to next month when we have you or somebody from RomanticAsheville.com here on Speaking of Travel to fill us in on what's new and keep us up to date on all the new safety measures and everything that's out there that that is new and exciting here in Western North Carolina. Thank you, Marilyn. Well, speaking of community, did you know that many of the airports that you travel through are dedicated to enhancing their community, like supporting local events and encouraging students to explore aviation-related careers? Community really matters at the Asheville Regional Airport, and they understand building and giving back is part of what the airport does to stay so special. Coming up next is Tina Kinsey from the Asheville Regional Airport to fill us in on how this airport helps foster relationships and increase awareness of the airport's community outreach and educational programs. So stay tuned. Buongiorno. This is Mark Smith, president of Private Italy Tours LTD. We are now accepting fully refundable deposits for our October 5 through 16 tour of Puglia, the heel of Italy's so-called boot, and nearby Basilicata. We keep safety first, away from crowds, and enjoy open-air explorations of towns like Alberobello, home of Puglia's famed Trulli houses, Lecce, the so-called Florence of the South, and Matera, Basilicata's famed town of cave houses, We will share private boat excursions with our guests along the coasts near Gallipoli and from the very tip of Italy at Santa Maria di Liuca. Fabulous wines and meals, private ensuite accommodations, and easy days are yours on this wonderful experiential journey. You will be based at just two locations during our tour, a gorgeous Pugliese winery and from a flawlessly restored 16th century castello. We still have some rooms available on this unforgettable journey, and we are also offering all six of our 2022 tours, from Venice and Florence, Umbria and Lamarque, to Italy's poetically beautiful lake region, to Sicily and the Amalfi Coast. Italy is yours with Private Italy Tours LTD. Private-Italy.com Fly me to the moon Let me play among the stars And let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars In other words... Welcome back to Speaking of Travel. I'm your host, Marilyn Ball. 
When you spend time in an airport, either coming or going, you're probably not really thinking about how much the airport engages with the community to build long-term relationships. Airports are actually caring, trusted members of their community, and research shows that communities thrive when the airport is engaged, cares about what matters to people, and keeps them up to date about airport issues. Community really matters at the Asheville Regional Airport, and the team there creates and implements ongoing programs that actually expand the community and cultivate public, private, and community partnerships. They understand building and giving back is a part of what makes an airport so special. Tina Kinsey, Director of Marketing, PR, and Air Service Development at the Asheville Regional Airport, helps foster these relationships by promoting and increasing awareness of the airport's community outreach and educational programs and services. As an important part of Western North Carolina's community, the Asheville Regional Airport is proactive and collaborative, and I think that's really cool. And Tina, thank you so much for being here on Speaking of Travel. Oh, thanks, Marilyn. It's it's always a pleasure. So, Tina, there is and always has been so much community involvement with the Asheville Airport, and we've talked about 60 years of being an integral part of Western North Carolina, of our economy, our jobs, everything really is focused right there at the airport. Give us a little bit of an idea why community is so important to the Asheville Regional Airport. Well, I mean, when you think about an airport, it is an anchor organization. If you, They're not everywhere. You know, a commercial service airport serves a greater region wherever it's located, and just about every member of that community comes through the doors of that airport or welcomes someone who has flown in, you know, and come through the doors of that airport. We're a gateway to and from the community. We support very important leisure activities, connecting family and friends with one another, but also there's a lot of uh, business travel that occurs and business that can grow because of the presence of a commercial service airport. And we know that. We know that it's that that's an important piece of the fabric of our greater region. And so, you know, we really have to be cognizant of, of that at all times. And it's uh, important for us to be good corporate citizens. And you have so much, uh, when I talk about collaboration and partnership and and outreach and education, people in in our community and even the people who are coming in and out of the Asheville Regional Airport really might not understand or even know that so much of what you do is connected through communication and education. Let's talk a little bit about that. Sure. So we're very proud of our airport and our community, and we find ways to connect aviation to this community. And so we support aviation education. Uh, There are several local scholarship funds. We've actually got a flight school on site here. It's not, you know, it's a private business, but here at the airport connected with uh, the AB Tech program, which is a local aviation degree program, really exciting, and a very robust general aviation community that supports aviation education. So we work hard to connect with those groups and support promotion of 
of aviation education, but also, you know, we've, for instance, we've got a runway 5k coming up, really unique, fun, big community event. We invite people out, but all the proceeds will benefit aviation education. So that's important. But another way that we do this is we've connected with local um, groups who support our friends and neighbors who are on the autism spectrum. And a great way we can connect through aviation is we host an event every year and it's titled for autism. And we create a simulated experience for people on the autism spectrum to come to the airport with packed bags and go through, you know, they're issued a ticket, they check in at the ticket counter, go through security, go to the gate, we've got food, they wait in line for their food, they board the plane, they go through all the iterations of going on a trip. And it's really to help them gain comfort in an, in an environment that they, they maybe have never experienced. And that helps, that has helped a lot of families in our community feel like, you know what, I can take my child, my autistic child on an airplane to go somewhere. You know, it gives them that, that level of comfort. And we're really proud of that. So aviation education is a big part of how we try to connect with our community. And tell us again, the name of that program, Tina, I think it got cut off. So just let's make sure, sure. everybody knows. Absolutely. It's called Wings for Autism. And it's usually in the, in the, January or February each year. What a wonderful program. And I know for a long time you had you had the volunteers who would come to the airport with their dogs. Are you still doing that right now? Well, we have it. We call it Paws for Passengers. And these are therapy dogs and they're handlers. And they do, they would come to the airport and roam the airport and just provide calming interactions with the with the therapy dogs we have not brought them back due to covid but it's on our list to do that uh, as soon as we think it will be you know a good idea to move forward with that again well that's what is also so special i feel about what you're doing at the Asheville regional airport what's happening in a lot of other airports as well is is being really mindful of your your responsibility to provide a safe environment for every single person who comes and goes through that terminal and you've made huge strides in the the cleaning and the protocols and and at the same time continuing to create an atmosphere of relaxation and fun right there at the airport we really appreciate that well thank you for saying that you know it's a daily endeavor to really try to be in tune with what is needed, but we are committed. You know, we are, we all, everybody who works here, we live in this community. We are our travelers, friends and neighbors, you know, and so it's important to us to just really be a part of the fabric of Western North Carolina. Well, Tina, you have a very strong social media presence and website uh, development where people can go in and really find out a lot about what's going on. I love the way your website is set up and that you can, you have different sections and there's information about what's going on in the community and the airport and also how you can connect with your airlines. Give us the website and how we can all connect with you. 
Sure. So our website is flyavl.com. And right on our homepage, you can click on a little orange icon up in the top right-hand corner. It looks like an airport control tower, and that leads you to our social hub. And right there are lots and lots of ways to connect with us on social media, sign up for our e-newsletter, et cetera. And you mentioned we do have a location on our website that talks about our community connections. So if anyone is curious about what our priorities are and how we are choosing to connect um, with the community, that that's a, a good place to go. That is really great. And I think it's worthy for everybody to just take a minute and go check that out so that next time you do come either in or out of the Asheville Regional Airport, that you have a better idea of how connected the airport really is with our community. And Tina, thank you so much for being here. And thank you to your team, because again, you know, this is a team effort. You're all literally coming in, showing up every day to ensure that we have a safe journey. And thank you so much for that. Thank you, Marilyn. It's always a pleasure. Well, thanks, Tina. And thanks to Linda and Mark for being on Speaking of Travel this week. With all the continued uncertainty in the world today, it's important to take a step back and remember to always be grateful for what you have. Practicing and being in a state of gratitude definitely makes life much better and richer. And gratitude is such a positive feeling, and being grateful naturally brings your energy level up. Creating daily space to remind yourself of what you have to be grateful for will actually help you appreciate life more. When life and all the messiness that comes along is making me feel stressed out, I like to take a step back and think about what I'm grateful for, and travel is always up there towards the top of the list. Even dreaming about travel and thinking about our past adventures helps us remember how huge and small the world is. We're reminded how travel has given us so much to be grateful for. Traveling can be instrumental in strengthening your mental and emotional health. And if you set your mind to creating that dream trip and moving towards making it happen, this path alone will give you a great sense of accomplishment. Knowing you have a trip coming up will help you pull through the stress you might be feeling right now. Be grateful for your dreams of travel. The more you explore the world, the more grounded you'll feel about respecting and understanding of others. Travel creates memories to last forever. Be grateful. And remember, life is short. Don't postpone joy.